This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win, order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required, points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Tired of the empty promises, the lack of effort, It's time you moved on to bigger, better, tastier things. Garden of Life Organic Creamy Protein with Oat Milk is plant-based protein that actually tastes really good. With 22 grams of protein in a silky smooth, dreamy bed of oats and deliciously rich coconuts, do your scoop a favor and don't settle for less. Garden of Life Organic Creamy Protein with Oat Milk. Visit gardenoflife.com slash protein to learn more. This is Leicester Till I Die TV. Watch and subscribe on YouTube and listen on your podcast platform. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on you foxes! Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. Fox fans, how are we feeling? It's close. You can almost smell Wembley. Can the Foxes go better than one place better than last season and get to the semis? And can we get revenge for the old Champions League decider against Man United last season? Or will Man United do what they've done every game bar one since we got promoted back to the Premier League and not let us win? (sighs) 
We'll find out tomorrow. This is Lester Till I Die TV. It's the preview show. You are watching and listening to the preview show on Lester Till I Die TV with Chris and Chumps. You are indeed. And as you can see below, there's three places you can find us. You can find us on the old YouTube, Lester Till I Die TV. Please, if you are watching there, or even if you're not, get onto it. Search Lester Till I Die TV and give us a subscribe. We would be forever grateful. Of course, Facebook, Lester Till I Die, the group, and Twitter at Lester TID. Get in, let us know your thoughts, how you're feeling about the match tomorrow. Give us your score predictions. What do you think um, old Brendan's going to do with his team? We've had a week off. They were playing last night. Unfortunately, didn't go to extra time. It's a shame that. Would have been nice, wouldn't it? Extra time and penalties. Knacker them out a little bit. Talking about knackering out, let's welcome in my chat chum here for the evening. As always, on a preview show, it's Craig. Good evening, Craig. Good evening, Chris. I am the uh, the, the knackered one. Uh, <laughs> I won't I say anything about you you being in the knacker's yard, but I, I am the, the knackered one. That, that's where you I'm find the most week. Yeah. I must admit, <laughs> I am looking... Loving the shirt, the uh, the retro. I did when I first saw you. I did think, bloody hell, you and you and Roberts has let himself go. But, um, <laughs> but I, think I think you're rocking it's, it very well. It's funny though, isn't it? You do actually, and we're all different, but we do actually associate one player with a particular yeah. shirt. I mean, you know. If I was to wear the blue one of this, I would almost think of um, uh, of Steve Parker. No, Gary Parker. Sorry, Gary Parker. <laughs> because you know that's the one player I remember it's funny wearing you, the blue shirt. It's funny how, it, yeah, it's it's funny how uh, our our uh, our shirt can make you forget the name of a player. It, it's it's, <laughs> it's strange. It's, it's been a stressful day. I've had to sort out my daughter's parking ticket. Um, yeah. Bournemouth Paul Christ. Now you've started me off. Now Bournemouth Paul Christchurch Council have today. Well, they're trying to get rid of the titles Mister and Mrs. and replace it with MX. Yeah. So I would no longer be Mister Forian. I, I would be MX mm. Forian, despite me filling in my census as Mister Forian. But uh, hey, that's the Liberal Democrats for you, isn't it? You know. Let's say good evening hey, to you. You can identify as whatever you want. <laughs> you can, I identify you, can identify as you and Robert if you want. <laughs> one day I'm hoping I said before one day I am hoping that you will come on wearing a shirt you do let the side down here I'm sure I'm sure there's one out there that will fit you <laughs> you know I just let's say good after good afternoon good evening to granddad Chappie. How the devil are you, sir? Welcome along and thanks for, uh, for joining us on YouTube. Give us a, give us a like there and give us a subscribe if you're on YouTube. Join join the uh, join the group. So we've got this coming up, Craig, on Sunday mm. the twenty first. King Power five o'clock, but at least it's on the BBC BBC One or the iPlayer. Um, if you wish to sort of get yourself annoyed, you can listen to Talk Sport. BBC Radio Leicester, if that's your thing, 
or if you're outside of the old Leicester boundaries, lcfc.com and with Matt Elliott and friends doing the coverage. They're a bit of a bogey team for us, aren't they? Yeah, we haven't done we haven't done well against them for for quite a while now, have we? I mean, we got the draw earlier in the season, but I I can't remember us getting one over the on uh, over them uh, in any game of importance for quite a while now. They are they have become a bogey team, and I think it seems like it's uh, we kind of go into the game with an inferiority complex. Hmm. Oh, you still with us, Craig? I'm still there. Ah, so you froze for a moment. Here, there. Sorry. You're here, there. You're everywhere. Um, I have. Yeah, since we got since we got promoted in 1415, we've actually played 14 times. We've only won one. Uh, we've drawn four. Man United have won nil. I mean, it was a good one that we won. Obviously, it was the five three, mm. but that was the first time we played them. And since then, it's all gone a bit tits up. Yeah, as I say, it's like it's like we do have this inferiority complex. Or, or since we've uh, we've had Brendan, we uh, we seem to set up in a quite a defensive mode, and as if we're trying to stop them more than um, impose ourselves. But um, I mean, it was interesting uh, to hear Brendan say in his um, in his pre-match show earlier that it's about us and what we do. So. I hope that he follows that through into his team selection and uh, into his team talk before he sends them out to play, to be honest, because it's a one-off. We've got nothing to lose, so hopefully we'll go for it. Didn't we say that before the Slavia-Prague game? I think we've said it before every cup game, and, uh, yeah. and the chances are that hopefully one time it will actually happen. It does seem to when we play the big teams. It is almost like, like you say, it, it's like he's scared to go for it. It's like you know, hold on, and sort of whether it's league cup or whatever. But let's hold on, and you know, we might only lose one nil or something. And it's a bit, bit worrying that. Yeah, I, I, I can say I think we've talked about it before that he's not particularly um, a brave manager or chance taking manager. I think he. He likes to plot his way through a game almost, um, uh, and, and therefore he's he's got this overall game plan, which is great as long as uh, the other team decide that they're going to follow the game plan as well. But uh, when they don't, it, as you say, it goes tits up a little bit. Good, good evening to Rob, um, and he says, evening, guys. I uh, think the rest would have done us the world of good. They need, they've had a busy week, so let's catch them cold. I mean... Did, I don't know if you watched the game. I actually watched the game. So I, was, I was hoping it was going to go to extra time and penalties. But Pogba was on fire. I mean, the good thing with Pogba is you never know which Pogba's going to turn up. Uh, <laughs> sometimes he can be arsed, sometimes he can't. But it's got to work in our favour not having had that midweek game. You would, you would hope so. I mean, talking of Pogba, I, I didn't see the game, but uh, I worked with a Manchester United fan and he told me that Pogba was uh, was fantastic and it almost took the weight off the shoulders of uh, Bruno Fernandes that uh, he wasn't yeah. carrying the team. So that's a little bit ominous and Pogba tends to play well against us, which is ominous again. But you would hope that um, because they've had, to, they've had to play, they've had to travel back, 
that maybe Ollie will rotate the team a little bit, um, so they may not be as fluid. Um, you know, we, I guess we'll cling to anything because it's an FA Cup quarter final, and our record in yeah. the in quarterfinals of recent years isn't great. So uh, I think again, we talked about it last week, where there's no there wasn't an excuse for us not to go out and beat Sheffield United, and we did it. There's no excuse for us not to have a real good go in this game. I think if we were still in the uh, in the Europa League, then there would be some excuses. If we had a midweek mm. game, there'd be some excuses. It's, uh, next week coming up, but we've not. We're getting seven days mm. rest in between games at the moment. There is no excuse not to go and get on the front foot and take the game to Manchester United. I mean, as I say, I was watching the game... And that first 45, I thought, you know, this this could be interesting if they play like that. But when Pogba came on, like I say, he, he, he just changed the game and, and he virtually ran it. Um, but you just don't know what you're getting with Pogba, do you? Like I say, he does seem to play well against us. But if he, if he's my, you know, if he's in one of those moods and things, oh, you know, I don't know if I can be bothered today. He, he doesn't perform, that will hopefully work in our favour. So we're going to say, yeah, hope that he has one of those games. Hopefully, uh, depending on where he plays, if he plays in the in the little pocket in the number 10, what you would hope is that indeed he would get in and around him early on, let him know that he's not going to have it all his own way and, and get him rattled a bit because he does get rattled, Pogba. He's one of those players that can get... You can get thrown off his game if you get in and around him. He'll either be trying too hard or trying to do something too fancy or he'll end up getting himself booked because he'll get frustrated so I would hope that indeed he'll uh, see this as a as, as a challenge to uh, to prove his own credentials that he can take out one of the most talented players on his day um, mm. out of the game. Just a sidetrack for a second because um, Rob's but here watched the Slavia game and there will probably be Arsenal as well. I've got to be totally honest with you. Slavia, Prague, I mean, Rangers imploded again. And I didn't know Morales, you know, could get his foot up that high to give him six more, you know, um, <laughs> holes in his face, the, the goalkeeper. Yeah, we would have been we would have been meeting Arsenal, of course. But Slavia, Prague, I don't feel quite so bad losing to them now because they're looking a half-decent team. But a very quick mention, mm. and, you know, we must give... All our sympathies to Tottenham Hotspur. I mean, wasn't that a wasn't that a shame? You know, <laughs> but uh, I know. I mean, it's it's, uh, it's sad, you know, just to, to see someone someone who, who used to be great um, go through some tough times and then look like they were just getting over it again and getting back to to former glories of of mixing in mixing in and around the field and six spots um, mm. fall away again. It's uh, it's very, 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 very sad times uh, not. And as somebody mentioned, Potocino went on and won, uh, won a cup within a week of being at PSG. But hey-ho. But uh, no, let's have, go, going back to obviously the more pressing thing, which is Manchester United this uh, Sunday. Our last two matches, I mean... Going back to, to, to earlier in the season, Boxing Day, we seem to play them a lot on Boxing Day. To all, they very kindly yeah. scored three of the goals. Um, and then, obviously, it was the, the, the last game of the season, the champion, almost like a champion, well, it was a Champions League playoff, and they picked us to fourth place. We are in a different, we are in a different place now, though, aren't we, than we were then? 
yeah, I think I think we are, and I think you know, I think the team are individually and collectively using last year as uh, as a benchmark to see their own progression and uh, how they've developed as a team. And games like that one, the uh, the Champions League playoff, as you said, um, is one that they they surely they must use as some kind of uh, motivation to show how far they've come. I mean, they actually let Lingard score in that game uh, and basically uh, rebooted his career. Um, mm. So I, I, I think we are a different proposition, you know, just when we've, when we thought maybe we'd be running into a tough uh, run of fixtures that we've, we've stepped up. We saw in the last three games, we talked, I remember us talking against Burnley uh, about uh, the game against Burnley, the pre-game. Uh, and you asked me if we would, if I would take a point before that game, and I said, no, not really, but a point would be good if over those three games we get seven points, and we have got seven points. Uh, so I we did worthy. what was expected of us. We actually lived. <laughs> yeah, we... <laughs> but I say, you know, we've lived up to the expectations that we're setting for ourselves, you know. Mm. Um, and now we've got to go and do that against the next set of teams, the top, the bigger clubs, so-called, that we've got to prove ourselves in those games as well. Yeah. So I think the team, his, his first week's presentation again from two years ago this week uh, and talked about whether they'd achieved the goals that he set for them when he first came into the club, and most of them they had. So now it's about setting another set of... Uh, of goalposts and uh, and achievements and starting to move towards working on those. So hopefully the team, you know, have progressed and we'll we'll see it against Manchester United. Almost a bit like Claudio, which was you know first first target is to get to forty points and stay up. Then the next one was to make the top six. Talking of the top six, here's yeah. a club that have forgotten what it's like to be in the top six. And I want to bring in and say good evening to Miss Melina. Hello there. How the devil are you? Um, I always always talk on the Man United fan channel, Rich Sports, who did the um, uh, um, uh, opposition view last night for me, even though he did call me Leicester fan TV. I'll forgive him. But, but Miss Melina, are you a gooner? Or is that a goner? I'm never. I can never. I can never read the difference between a gooner and a goner. <laughs> My favourite Leicester fan channel. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Stick your uh, stick your fan channel in as well, Miss Molina, and we'll. I'll put it up for you so we can all come on and uh, give you a bit of give you a bit of abuse. I mean, I mean, give you a bit of banter. I mean, banter. You know. <laughs> nice to see you, Miss Molina. Thanks for coming in, um, Rob. Hopefully, Ricardo and Pratt. Oh, are fit for the bench. We'll come on to that later. I think it's a no and a yes on that, to be honest with you. Um, but uh, form going into the game, um, it's, as, it's as near as damn it, pretty much the same. There's only one point, and that's been it. We can't seem to sort of, every time we draw, they draw, they draw, we draw, they lose, we lose. It's one of them, but, you know, looking at that, there's going into the game... Really, we don't have anything to be overly scared about. No, not not at all. I'm going to say if you could, uh, if we said that we're matching up result for result for for Manchester United, then at the start of the season, then I'm sure most people will be quite happy. And I think the thing is that every time 
you, you can look at this two ways, can't you? You can look at it as, you know, we've been playing first, um, but we've never managed to get away from Manchester United. But what we've been doing is setting the benchmark to say that they've, they can't afford to rest on the laurels. They have come through with the results, even though we, we would hope that we would get a couple of points ahead. But we're like we did. It's almost like let's take Manchester City out of it and let's look at it as um, Leicester and uh, and Spurs, you know, from uh, from the championship. Oh, you're sounding very robotic there, Craig. And we're getting every other word. We're all, yeah. Um, is that better? Am I okay? Am I there? You're coming and going. Can you hear me? Right. Um, yeah, we can hear you, but we're, you, you, you're freezing on yeah, screen at the moment. What I was going to say is, like, we're not dropping away, okay? Hmm. <laughs> Someone's no. paid a lot of money to get me off the screen, haven't they? <laughs> <laughs> before was the um, was the four minute version of the answer. Afterwards was the uh, one line version of the answer. We're not we're not dropping away. We're not. I mean, we know Man United yeah. have played a, a couple of good games. Yeah. I mean, they had the, the game against Milan that, that in that second half. Like I say, they were good in fairness. To them. And of course, they had the win over Man City, which I've got to be totally honest with you, came right out the blue. Ooh. It did, and it was a disappointing one, wasn't it? To be honest, um, yes. You know, we, we've yeah, that's about right. Um, we, uh, yeah, it's one of those where you, you know you wanted you wanted Man City to, to get one over them, and we would finally nudge ourselves in front. Um, but you know, we, we we are hanging in there. We are getting the results. We're not dropping away. We're um, we're responding to any pressure at the moment. So I think we have to see it as uh, as similar to as I said I was going to say the the championship where you know Spurs are the fifth place team as it were and we're just keeping our our uh, our heads above water and not giving them any uh, any cause for um, concern that we we may drop away we, we're hanging in there that we didn't last season so I mean it's interesting now are we uh, are we going to miss out on a potential yeah. top four I think what we've shown there. What we've shown is the depth of the squad and how well uh, Brendan has re uh, rotated the squad and used the squad to actually get the results when we need them. So, I mean, I, I think if you'd have looked at that uh, a few weeks ago and said we were going to miss Madison and Barnes and James Justin, obviously, I mean, we talked about but Madison and Barnes, we were where the goals were going to come from. Yeah. And then we people are stepping up and taking their opportunities. They, they are, they are indeed, and it's nice to see, you know, like you say, I, I was worried, uh, as Miss Molina said there, you know, Madison and Barnes, they'd have been in that England squad, there's no doubt about it, you know, and possibly James Justin as well, if not, it's certainly in the unders, and you had to look at that and think, God, what's going to happen, because Vardy's not on fire at the moment, and yet suddenly, at Sheffield United, try something a bit different, and Vardy becomes the provider, and Ilacho is suddenly on fire. And credit where credit's due, that's probably the best game I've seen him have in uh, you know the City Blue. That's Leicester City, by the way, not yeah. Manchester City. <laughs> yeah, 
I mean, we, we've talked about it all season, I think, about uh, Kalechi being a confidence player and... Uh, mm. And you could see that oozing out of it. I mean, for the for the hat trick goal, you know, for taking that shot on where he had players better position possibly. Um, so he, he's oozing with confidence. And what you also get from him that he's a really nice guy. You know, his yeah. after match interview was was fantastic. Yeah. And you saw how emotional he was um, after he got that third goal. That you know that he's he's been through a lot. I think we often look at uh, footballers, don't we, from. Uh, from afar and I think that they're just sort of, you know, paid a hell of a lot of money and uh, they just turn up and, and play football. Um, but if you've got any pride in you, personal pride, you know that you want to do better. You want to, to be known as a, as a top player. And, you know, he moved from Manchester City to try and get that opportunity with us and it's not worked out for him. So that outpouring of emotion was fantastic to see, to be honest. And what you want now is for him to kick on again. And show that it wasn't. Uh, it's not a bit of a flash in the pan. I mean, whoever came in was going to have the problem. Obviously, we, we you know while we've got Jamie Vardy, um, because we're always going to play second fiddle uh, to Jamie. Now, now that we, we've sort of that has happened on Saturday, and I know it's only one game, and I know we've had false dawns in the past, but if that form is continued, and even Perez had a good game, but it's almost like you can't drop him now, Inacho. You've got to play yeah. him and Vardy up front. I think, I think if you look at it uh, a little bit deeper, you know, it's it's a really good sign. It should be a really good sign for all Leicester City fans because what we thought before was how can we replace Jamie Vardy, and we were looking like-for-like player, so someone who would attack the space in behind. Those players are few and far between. If we're now looking at can we replace Jamie with someone who's got a bit more of an all-round game because we're slightly changing the way we're playing, playing with a more advanced player alongside Jamie, so he's, he's part of a two, that gives us more options going forward in terms of who we might want to look for as a long-term replacement for Jamie because you can't build... Um, a sort of long period of a success around a player and the way that player plays, you know, because they're not ten a penny. Um, so we would be if if we didn't evolve the way we play and we just continue to play with let's try and get the ball in behind for a Jamie, a Jamie, you know, whoever it may be to uh, to run onto, then we're going to be limited on what we can do in the transfer window. So I think it's I think it's really encouraging to to see how Brendan is evolving that partnership and they're almost like at the front three. And if we look at how both teams got here, you could definitely say, you know, we, we've had the easier run. I mean, that said, we've had three away games, but we played better away from home. Um, but, you know, we had Stoke City beat them 4-2, Brentford 3-1, Brighton 2-1. Well, that was a game I'd, 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 you know, tried to erase from my memory. Where Man United, yes, they've been at home three times. This is their first away tie. But they've had Watford, who were not so long ago a Premier League team. Liverpool, and that was a surprise result when, when it happened. And, of course, West Ham wasn't easy for them. So this is not going to phase them at all. No, I think it'll be interesting to to see how they view us these days. 
you know, whether they whether they see us as the position that we are in the table and therefore we should be um, given some uh, due respect or whether they see us as a bit of a, an easy touch and probably one of the better, uh, one of the teams they would have liked to have had at this stage because of their record that they got over us. Because if you can look at those, I mean, Watford and West Ham, you take out the Liverpool, where they clearly had to up their game, got a few goals. Mm. The other two, they've both sort of scraped them 1-0. Whether they sort of take themselves, uh, take the, their foot off the gas a little bit against what they perceive to be so-called lesser teams, that we may benefit from that. You know, on the back of um, them did, playing did you, in the week as well, I think an early start, a, a quick Man start. United. Did you watch the Man United West Ham game in in the last round? Yeah. I mean, I don't know about you because I, I watched it, and one of you, West Ham, were really awful. Yeah, I was really disappointed to be honest. It was mm. like they were just trying to hang in, hang in the game yeah. until the last twenty minutes. As I say, that's fine having that kind of game plan. But if the opposition go and yeah. score, then uh, uh, but but as soon as they came out, committed men forward, it looked like they could have got something from it. So I, I think you know, hopefully Brendan sees that the Manchester United uh, are vulnerable if you go at them. Yeah. And, and I mean, I was speaking, like I say, to, to Richard from Rich Sports uh, at Rich Sports Seven on Twitter, who did the opposition view, like I say, from Manchester United, and he was very complimentary of Leicester. And he says, you know, none of the games that they played in have actually been necessarily easy. And no, they didn't actually look at this and think this is, you know, an easy game for us. I mean, apart from uh, Bournemouth, and no disrespect to them, but they are in the Championship, I think most teams there are Premier League teams anyway. And you would say, to, you know, you would say, would you sooner have Leicester than Man City? Of course they would. We'd sooner have Bournemouth than Man United. But, it, you know, it, it did show us a, a lot of respect. But going on to the point that Rob made before, uh, it looks like we're going to be out again without Ricardo Piera, who's got a minor hamstring, st uh, hamstring strain. It's not easy for me to say. Um, but Pratt, um, yeah, Dennis Pratt looks like he could be available. <sighs> Piera, he's not been back that long. <laughs> no, I think I think they took him off precautionary. You know, he felt a little mm. something. And I think they're probably going to do that now, you know, because they've got the... The strength, I mean, obviously it helped, you know, with the game that we were playing that they could afford to take him off. Um, but I think if there's any little twinge, I think they've all been given the uh, the instructions that if you feel anything, you, you raise it and then we take you yeah. off and, uh, and nurse you through. And I think because it's a cup game, um, yeah, I don't think they, they would risk him for this. And it'll be interesting to see Brendan's point of view for the next league game, I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit, uh, with Man City or whether he thinks, right, we'll just you know, we're not going to catch Man City anything we got there would be a bonus uh, and whether he almost gives that one off, up, I'm not sure and then protects his players for the for the running um, so it wouldn't surprise me but uh, I don't think there was any way he's going to risk anyone in this game because it is a one-off cup game and the, and the bigger prize is the top four. And also you've got to Think that any manager worth the soul would sooner lose a player for one game than risk playing him 
Well, when you have got, you know, if it's the last game of the season, for example, it won't matter. But, you know, you, you don't want to play him, gets injured, and then he's out for yeah. six or seven games and the season's virtually over. So it does make sense if they don't um, play him. Now, Man United uh, forward Marcus Rashford was taken off after feeling an unspecified twinge. So he could be a doubt. But like we've said, Paul Pogba, he's almost, he only played 45 minutes. He's almost certainly going to start. And let's hope he isn't on the same form he was on. Um, David De Gea and um, Donny van der Beek were a new substitutes, but Henderson was, did, had a very good game in goal. But it might come too soon for Edison Cavani, uh, Anthony Martial, and also Eric Bailey will be assessed. So they've got their problems as well. Yeah. They have, um, you know, they have got a good squad, though. You know, it's uh, it's funny the way that, that that Ollie sets his team up. You know, they they're doing well, aren't they? I mean, you've got to hats off to them. You know, he was someone who looked to be clinging to his job earlier in the season. Um, yeah, they're in the quarterfinals of the Europa League. They're still in the FA Cup. They're second in the Premier League. So, hats off to him. But you know, he, he does set. His team's up in a, in a very strange way to me. This, you know, this is Man United who, you know, he played in a team that was very gung-ho, yet he constantly sets them up with two midfielders, which uh, which is a strange one. And it'd be interesting to see that how that works with us, you know, the way that we're, we're trying to play now with a little number 10 in the pocket. Obviously, it's going to be a very different game than it was against Sheffield United because he's, whoever plays in that little pocket is going to be coming up against two defensive midfielders. So... Um, so it may be uh, a little bit of a cagey game, this. But yeah, they've got they've got injuries, but you know they they have got a big enough squad to cope with it. I think. Funny thing is, uh, again, having spoken to to Richard, is that what if you know for most teams, quarter final of a European competition, quarter finals of the FA Cup, um, and finishing second in the league would guarantee that you're gonna you know at least have one more season at the club, but. For a club like Man United, they need to win a trophy. That's what the fans are saying. Whatever type of trophy yeah. it is, they need to win a trophy. And they got through to three semi-finals last year, and they bottled it in every single one. And that is the question mark over yeah. um, Ollie, to be honest with you. Um, but you know, I say it's a long way till the end of the season. Say hi, David Gamble. You predicted a, a, a high-scoring game against Sheffield United. What are you going to predict for uh, uh, this game? Let me know because I want to go to the bookies afterwards. And Roy, <laughs> good evening. Um, do you think Pogba will play, just come back from injury? We said we were talking about this earlier. To be honest with you, I think after the difference he made to the game when he came on uh, for them in Europe um, against AC Milan, there's no way that he can't be played. It's that time... Craig, when we're going to have a look, and Craig's going to put his managerial... I think you should get a hat so that when I say you put your managerial hat on, you've actually got one you can pop on your head there. But we're going to have a look at the team that you think... You will indeed. Um, Oh, David, you've let me down now. I thought you were going to go for a 4-0 or something like that and really go for it again. Let's uh, just take a quick 10-second break, then we're going to come back and Craig will put his uh, Brendan's hat on. Uh, not his Ewan's hat, his Brendan's hat on, and we will um, see what he thinks Brendan will do this weekend. So we'll be right back after this. Hi, Alan Smith here. Be sure to watch and listen to Chris on Leicester Till I Die TV 
You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels. Up the foxes! The other scary thing about that, when I said to, to my son that, oh, I've got Alan Smith coming on, he's going to do a, a jingle for me. And he went, is he the guy that does FIFA? <laughs> no, he's the guy that used to play for Leicester with Harry Lineker and scored lots of goals. I'm getting old. I'm getting like too parents. old. When the parents. <laughs> exactly. Now then, this is going to be interesting, guys, if you are watching, because this is a piece of technology that... I've only just quickly looked at before we came live tonight, and it could go absolutely tits up, and we'll have to go to plan B. And I do have a plan B, unlike uh, certain football managers. But let's have a look and see if this is going to work. Uh, it is look, looking good so far. So this is the team that Craig thinks thinks we should play and thinks Brendan might go for. And you know Brendan watches this, Craig, don't you? So he, he, he will be getting his, you know, this notepad out there. That's what he does in the game. You think he's making notes. He's comparing to see what team you've booked and cross it out. Right, I think the, the goalkeeper, is that a bit of a given here? Yes, I don't, I don't think there's any any reason to give, uh, give Danny Ward a game, to be honest. So... Uh, I know you've got this uh, now. Did you have to? I was hoping that you might have to spell Schmeichel to make that work properly, Chris, because that could have kept us here all night. <laughs> no, it actually works under Casper, but in Inacho, if you if you picked Inacho, that's the one because he won't find it under Kelechi, so that's the one I have difficulty with. <laughs> okay, what what should we go for now? Then the, the, you've gone three at the back because you've gone. Tell us about the formation yeah. first of all, because you've gone for the old Terry Venables Christmas tree. Yeah, I've gone for the Christmas tree, and um, I think to be honest, it was pretty much what. Um, Brendan and I agreed to go with last week. Um, I think if you looked at the uh, the team he selected last week, I think there was only one there was only one difference that uh, that he brought Perez in, and whereas I had uh, Tavares because Brendan uh, decided not to let me know that uh, Perez was fully fit. So, but apart from that, I think the the sort of lineup and the formation was pretty much uh, the same. But I think you know because it was. I, I had the feeling that he wanted to bring Evans back, but it, there was no way that he was going to drop either Soyuncu or Fafana. And I think that dictates the shape of the rest of the team, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And it was in. So you've gone, you gone for the back to see Fafana with Fafana gone. Mm. So I must admit, I was I always get nervous with a three at the back because. I don't. I think we play better with a four. And I said this. I said this to you last week. And that said, uh, and I can see again. I can understand totally why you've gone for this uh, when we see the players that we're going to put in. But I am a little bit worried because this is Man United, not Sheffield United. You know, they've just sat the manager. So I think we could have played a. a 10, yeah, you know, sorry, an 8 1 1 and still got five past them. But you're confident with the three at the back. So let's have a look. Who are you going to play at that um, on the left side of the back three? Uh, that'll be uh, Soyun Chu. Soyun Chu. You'll be yeah, impressed I, I, with I, I, I can, Yeah. I can, I can understand. Uh, well, I'm, I am impressed. I can understand. And, and yes, it's. 
it's, it's a tricky one, this one, playing a back three, because Manchester United do like to play with wide players. So it could cause us a few little problems in terms of the two centre-halves being pulled out wide. Um, yeah. But I think, as I say, I think he just likes that middle three now. So I think he's going to uh, stick with it for a while. So Evans in the middle next to Soyuncu. And to be honest with you, even like I think we said before, is um, let me just let me just click on the right one here. Um, you, when you have a back, um, the back three like you do, and then the, the you know the left and right midfield wingers. If they come back, which they should do as part of that, you you, you have got the five at the back. Exactly. So it's it's like a bit of insurance policy, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So Evans, yeah, I think you agreed. I mean, Soyuncu, the worry for me was, and I can't remember what the game was exactly, they all merging into one, but the game before um, Sheffield United, Soyuncu looked totally out of place. And I know he didn't have, he, he wasn't the, yeah. particularly the, the strongest test he was going to have against Sheffield United, but he did look a lot better. Yeah, I think it was uh, it was Brighton, wasn't it? And um, yeah, I mean Brighton do like to, to to move the ball around, and they're quite clever in the way that they they try and move players around. And you're right, he did struggle a little bit, and he got pulled out into areas that you wouldn't really want him to. So. You know, Man United could do that again. I mean, they've been playing Dan James um, quite a lot on the, on, on the wide side. And that's a little bit of a worry in terms of pace because he does get in behind. But um, I think with the backup of uh, who we'll have in front of Soyuncu, I think he'll be OK, to be honest. So the back three will be completed with uh, Fafana. Had to just do a little bit of a search there for him. So that's the defence. They so got Schmeichel in goal, which yeah, I think you say. And it's the back three that you know he has gone with for the last two games. So and again, we'd gone because of the the injuries. We had seemed to have gone from the four to the three at the back. But the more games they have as a three, the more they're going to settle. The better they're going to get. So this is the third game as a three. They should be sort of getting more used to it. Yeah, I think they all looked a little bit more comfortable. As I say, it was uh, interesting how, how how far forward Fafana got, particularly on the right hand side. He, he was almost stretching it out, so the uh, he Soyuncu um, and Evans became a back two, to be honest, because Fafana was almost playing like a wing back at times. So there is that flexibility with this that the the, the players can can move around and fill in, and I think that's what Brendan wants. You know, he wants to have more options on the pitch to pose questions to the opposition. So, and, and and I think we're still a team who are evolving and the players learning to, to play these uh, these systems and switch between them. Hmm. So okay. move into then, midfield there. So, so the left centre midfield. So, yeah. So, um, so these two sitting. Uh, Provided a bit of a solid base recently, haven't they? Um, so, uh, Ndidi will go in there. Yeah, and the other one is going to be... It's going to be Tielemans. Now, you know, we've talked about... I talked about Tielemans before um, and how important he seems to be for Brendan. 
Um, and I likened him to uh, being Brendan's quarterback. But the way mm. these games are going now, the way the way things are moving, and we know Brendan loves to be a student of the game, and he sees the game almost like a chess match these days, I think. And and with, in the nicest possible way, I think Tielemans is like his queen um, in a chess match who can go anywhere and <laughs> yeah, I thought I might have to be careful with you, Chris. But yeah. you know, he's he's that important of, of a player. I think to he's become the most important player. I think to to yeah. Brennan. So he plays him in that in that thing that he goes forward. But he you can see him during the games now dictating and pointing around the pitch, and he's becoming like that that uh, sort of leader on the pitch. Uh, and the, uh, Brendan's uh, as I say, Brendan's chess queen, as you were. Um, but he's, 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 he's come on leaps and bounds this season. Yeah. Just sticking with the defensive part of the team there, which obviously with Indeed it still is, when you look at the goals we've conceded, uh, it actually is quite interesting. I mean, Man City have conceded 21, but they're, they're out on their own. Uh, you know, both United and ourselves have conceded 32, uh, as have West Ham United, Liverpool, Everton... Tottenham are 30, um, Chelsea are 25. So, you know, we, we've not got the tightest of def- uh, tightest of defences. No, and I think, I mean, I mean, it comes with that balance, doesn't it? That um, you see somebody at the minute, for instance, um, <laughs> who's the bishop? Well, yeah, leave that one with me, Rob. Um, <laughs> well, what I would say is that... Uh, you know, let, let's, for instance, look at uh, Chelsea uh, since Tuchel has been in. I think they've conceded mm. two goals, but they're not scoring many. They are winning um, yeah. and they're doing really well. But he hasn't found that balance yet. No. I think we're in the process of finding that balance. As it stands at the minute, we're scoring more. And we're not, we're not conceding a lot of goals. We are conceding what you would say regularly every you know, most games. It's... It, we, we're surprised when we get a clean sheet, um, but we are creating more chances and it's about finding that balance at, at the moment. It is. And the point you've made just there, you know, Chelsea have actually only scored 44 goals this season. Um, so although they're, they're, they've conceded less, like you say, they've scored less. We've got 53, albeit we got five at the weekend. But, you know, sometimes you go and you play these teams at the bottom and you do sneak the one nil, but we didn't. You know, we put them to the sword. We got the five points, the five goals, I should say. <laughs> five points that'd have been nice. Um, be nice. The, yes, that's the way I do it. And um, FIFA can come and tell me what they want. <laughs> but, right, let's move on to. Uh, yeah, I'm playing by FIFA rules here. Um, I'll set Blatter there. Right, left midfield. What we're going to go in with that one there, Rob? Craig, even <laughs> uh, you get you you getting your viewers mixed up, aren't you? So uh, Castagna, um, Castagna. Yeah. So I, I mean, he's, he's a he's a really good athlete, isn't he? Uh, Timothy Castagna. Yeah. Um, he loves to get forward, but he does know his defensive um, role as well, and uh, and he does offer that uh, uh, um, that that sort of um, protection. 
um, yeah. on, on the left-hand side for Soyuncu, who can get pulled around a little bit. So, yeah, Castagna on the left, and then on the right would have been Ricardo, but as the news, uh, as Brendan um, called me this afternoon and told me about Ricardo, um, so we've gone with all Brighton. I'm just I going did back toy with. Sorry, go on, Chris. No, I was going to say, just quickly go back to to Castagna. Of course, he is a defender by trade, so he has got that defensive mindset. But he is becoming a bit of a utility player, and he can be played in in numerous positions. He is. He is, and I think it's the it's one of the reasons that I think Brendan went for him. You know, and. Uh, very similar to how JJ had been playing before his uh, before his injury, mm. you know, just making the extra man in in attack. I mean, JJ had a fantastic season, and uh, and I really hope that he comes back just as strong um, as he did before. But you know, we've got these utility, almost utility people now, so that allows Brendan to switch between a back three and a back five or a back four. But with the same personnel, which which makes mm -hmm. it better, so it, it means he can change in the game without having to use subs. So I think those kind of players are becoming more and more important. And I think he likes intelligent players, and you need intelligent players to be able to play those kind of roles. I did yeah. toy with um, bringing Campbell in um, on the right hand side uh, just for the additional pace that he would bring. But I, th I think in a game against Manchester United, I think that Brendan will go with the greater experience of all Brighton. And he hasn't let us down, has he, in fairness, this season? No, no, he's not at all. He's had a couple of games where I would I would say that his performance has dipped, but dipped beyond the heights of where he played earlier in the season, which was probably better than we all thought. Uh, but you know he's going to give you a, a solid 7 out of 10, 8 out and most think, weeks and as i, I say he's the kind of player that brendan likes yeah and i think with one of the forwards that you've gone for you know that can get onto the end of his crosses that 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 yeah. obviously benefits from his inclusion as well so who are we going to go for for the left forward so obviously these these three um are going to be the same as we uh as we had before, and although we're putting them in positions, they are very interchangeable, as we saw that yeah. in the last game. So yeah. we'll put Perez there. And do you think he's earned earned his inclusion? He, he did play well against Sheffield United. I think so. I think, it, I think the three of them, uh, with Vardy and, and Ian Acho, I thought they linked up really, really well. I think... Um, and I think it seemed to take a bit of the... the um, the, the sort of the weight off Jamie's uh, <laughs> uh, the, the weight off Jamie's shoulders a little bit. No, he, he didn't tell me that, Rob, uh, about my wages. I'll be having. A, <laughs> you're getting paid. Um, you're getting paid. <laughs> yeah, I get his. Uh, I get his cast-off suits. They don't fit me because he's a very, very tiny man. Um, but the three of them played. Um, played really well and and I think that the way the three of them changed places a lot you know Perez we, we, we know, we've said this before about Perez he's, he's an intelligent player and he finds little pockets of space I mean the ball he played to Jamie was a fantastic ball for the first goal that Coletti played where the three of them combined for that mm. um, 
So I, I think he fully deserves uh, another run out. And this three definitely deserve another run out to see it, how, how they can develop as a, as a three. I mean, again, I said in the pre-match show uh, with Josh last week that it, it was a game that Perez had to stand up for. And and to it, and in, and, and, and uh, Inacho as well, in fairness, because if you can't perform and do well against a team in Sheffield United's position that's just lost the, the manager, then you might as well pack up and go home. And in fairness to them both, they both did. They did indeed. Um, and they seemed to enjoy as well, didn't they? I mean, mm. you, you know, you, you would enjoy a 5-0 victory, but they seem to enjoy the roles that they've been given, you know, and, and yeah. being given that, that opportunity to go find space and get on the ball. Um, I know it was great that they were linking up play and then following it the way that Albrighton uh, picked out Perez for his goal. But also the confidence, you know. So Perez and Ianacho both scored from, what, 20, 22, 20, yeah. afraid to have a pop. Um, so we're not exactly trying to walk the ball in. On another day, we'd have, we'd have scored another nine against Sheffield United. Yes. In fact, I think one of their, I'm not sure whether it was the manager or, or temporary manager or one of the players said it, it could have been another 9 nil, you know. But we got Inacho back in there. I mean, you know, he, he's played for the, the blue half of the city. Let's hope he, he wants to get a bit of revenge on the red half of the city. Let's hope so, indeed. Um, you know, he's got an opportunity now, isn't he? There's a lot of spotlight on him now. You know, he's taken mm. all the plaudits of last week. A lot of people have said a, real, a lot of nice things. The real thing is now, can you do it again against the top team? So, yeah. you know, this is a, this is a big, big moment for him. Yeah. Like you say, we've had false dawns in the past. This is where technology does get the better of me because for some reason, when I, when I type this next gentleman in, he, um, his picture doesn't appear. Mm-hmm which is absolutely brilliant. But it, it is Vardy, obviously, up front. It has to yeah. be. Um, and, and again, I think, you know, you look at both ends, Schmeichel and Vardy, and you basically you don't have to question either of those decisions, do you, really? No, not really. I, th- I think his, his image probably doesn't come up, Chris, because Rebecca Vardy is controlling his, uh, his image rights. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, boom, boom. That, that's that's the that's the joke of the series. There, I, I doubt your. Uh... <laughs> so that's still going on, isn't it? But yeah, there's your team. So, like we yeah. said, um, Schmeichel in goal, Christmas tree formation with Soyuncu uh, on the left of the back three, Fafano on the right, and Evans doing his um, patrolling in the middle. Indeedy and Tillemans, uh, two in midfield. Indeedy with obviously the holding role. Uh, Castagna and Albrighton, the experience. They both sort of can defend. And then you say the three, exchangeable up front. And I've been able to get his picture on this one. Uh, Kelechi, Perez and uh, Mr. Hmm. Vardy. So, you know, on paper, it looks a really, really, really good team. Fingers crossed. That it will mm, be. Yeah. Looking forward, because we have got a bit of a tough couple of games coming up. Not saying they're going to be season-defining, mm-hmm. but, you know, we've got Man City next week, but we've got a week off until we have to, to sort of play them. Um, we've got them at home. 
Then we've got West Ham away. It would be nice, I think, to get... Would you want four points from those two games? How many, sorry, Chris? Four. Four from... I think so, you know, I think... I think you've got to be looking at. Let, let's take the. Um, I, I, I don't think he could rob. I think it was a very small space that he could get his picture in. Um, I think. I think looking at that. I think. Uh, I think you've got to take. Let, let's take Manchester City game out of the equation. Our season. <laughs> our season is those next four games. Mm. You know, West Ham. Palace, West Brom and Southampton. That's our season mm. because you don't want to be going into the last three games knowing that you're playing catch-up or you've got to keep um, people off your tail. Yeah. That's when the pressure is going to come. You know, now, if we get, let's say, I mean, ideally, as I say, put Manchester City to one side, you'd be looking at 10 points out of the next 12 10 points onto what we've got with a little bit of a gap we've got, you would think we'd be looking pretty, pretty good for a top four finish yeah. at that point. And then he can manage those games. If it means a let's do everything we can just to make sure that we're not beaten by Chelsea, we're not beaten by Manchester United, Spurs are nothing special at the moment. Maybe we can get another three points there. But I think Brendan's season is going to come down to those four games. Rob, I don't like you, mate. I can I can mute you on this, you know. <laughs> I suddenly stopped liking Rob. I'll tell you, but yes, I mean, to me, those those games there that we have after the Man City. If we get anything from Man City, it's going to be a bonus. Um, West Ham, that is going to be a difficult one because they're having a, 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 a for them a reasonably good well, a very good season let's be honest with you they they were thinking they were going to be fighting yeah. relegation but then you've got to look at West Brom and these are at home you know three of the five are at home but West Brom yeah. should be three points Palace is no reason why we've got three points and although we're going away to the Saints unless they suddenly have a big turnaround in form they are almost in free fall at the moment so you know you've got yeah. to look if we can get past United in the Cup and put that to one side, like you say, anything with Man City is a bonus. Those three games, like you say, if we can get nine points from those three games, not guaranteed, but you should be saying a top four should should be reasonably safe. You would think so, yeah. I mean, the only little bit we've got, you know, because we, we want to protect the third spot. You know, we shouldn't even be thinking about mm. fourth because what you've got, you know, hovering in the background is the thought of Liverpool going and winning the Champions League. Now, I know that's not yeah. necessarily um, likely to happen, you know, the way that they are playing. But mm. my understanding, I think, if they go on and win the Champions League, then that fourth spot may not be a champion than uh, the Catalans were that's true or not you you, you broke so up again totally there Craig I think what you were what saying was that if Liverpool win the Champions League that we we lose a place then from the qualifying is that what you were saying my understanding again I have been wrong in the past 
No. I know. I'm surprised <laughs> as well. Um, yeah. But, uh, um, uh, yeah, my, my understanding is that then, you know, if a team who, who, who finishes um, outside the top four but then wins uh, the Champions League, they will take the spot in the fourth place would go down into the right. Europa League. Um, I'm happy that's wrong, but uh, it is a worry. Let's have a look because I haven't done a um, score prediction with the Xboxes this week because we only do that with the, with the Premier League. But as tempted as I am to go for my favourite scoreline, I'm actually going to be a bit different. And I think there's going to be, I think there's going to be a lot of goals in this game. Um, Jason, I hope you've got a note from your mother. And I expect you to email that note over to me. And I need, as I said, and I don't expect you to be using your own fake handwriting. I need to see your mother has got to sign it and say why you are late. I want to know. Um, no, joking apart. Nice to have you, Jason. Welcome along. Um, come in just as we're about to go. But uh, I'm going to go. Actually, I think there'll be a lot of goals. I do really think there'll be a lot of goals. I have a feeling. It might even be a 3-2. I'm going to go 3-2 to Leicester. Is that, uh, is that in normal time or are you going after extra time? Because obviously we're, we're in the extra time and penalties uh, business. We are. Um, I think normal time. Yeah. I just, I just think um, we have I, two I, teams I... that are going to be going for it and they'll leave gaps at the back and... We, we are prone to concede a goal, but I think, we you know, if Inacho and Perez and Vardy get on fire again, there's no reason why. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the 3-2. What about yourself, Craig? Well, you know, much as it, uh, you know, it pains me to have to agree with you, Chris, um, so I won't. Oh, um, you won't. I'm going to go no. for a... <laughs> You've only ever agreed with me with once, a... but you got it right. <laughs> and it was right. I, I'm yeah. going to go 2-1, but I think it may be... Uh, it may be after extra time. You see, I would have gone two one, but I've gone two one for about the last six weeks. So I just thought I've got to, I've got to be different. Well, whatever way it goes, two one or three two, let's hope we can um, uh, get 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 through. Oh, Rob, no, I can't be doing with pens. My heart won't take it. If it's penalties, I'm going to borrow the, the, the neighbour's dog and go for a walk at the end. Jason, I like your confidence, mate. 3-0, that's what we like, a bit of confidence there. But uh, Now, before we go, and um, Craig didn't know anything about this, but you might remember a while ago, and this is just a one-off. We're not going to not something I'm going to introduce every week yet, but Rob always used to ask me a question at the end. So I thought, ha, ha, ha. Why don't we ask Craig a question? And bless him, like I say, he doesn't know anything about it. Look, he's sweating now. He's, his throat's gone dry. <laughs> it's very easy. It's an on this day question. So on this day in 1975, Leicester City drew 1-1 with Liverpool at Filbert Street. Frank Worthington was on target for Leicester. An ex-Leicester target was on... Um, on well, let's, uh, yeah, next Leicester target was on target for Liverpool. Do you know who that player was who got the equaliser for Liverpool? Um, I don't, but I would guess at 
Toshak. Are you guessing or is that your final answer? I'm going to go with John Toshak. And you would be completely correct to do that, sir. It was John Toshak. <laughs> uh, apparently, he'd been on the brink of joining the Foxes four months earlier and 100, £160,000. My God, that was a lot of money back yeah. then. Um, mm. a, a medical query led to the deal falling through. But then you could say the same about Frank Worthington coming to us. Yeah, I'm gonna say that happened. Yeah, he was he was due to go to Liverpool, wasn't he? But but failed the he medical. So uh, yeah, swings and roundabouts on that one. But uh, yeah. thanks for thanks yeah. for um, dropping that one on me, Chris. <laughs> You're welcome, mate. Won't do it every week. It was purely a one-off because I have a I have a new book, Leicester City. Um, <laughs> On this day, <laughs> I was just—I I thought it wasn't a too difficult one that because uh, it obviously wasn't going to be Kevin oh, thank, Keegan. Thanks for giving me the credit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excuse me, Craig. Thanks very much for joining us as always, mate. It's been a pleasure. Your knowledge—you are the wise old sage, as you you nickname. I think you should have that come up. Should we, should we see everybody if he's if he's got that as his name? Because I haven't got that on now, but let's have a look. What have we got? Ah, he's only got Craig. No, you should have, you should have wise old Sage there. But anyway, let's drop the old. I will, <laughs> I will see you next Friday um, when we'll be talking blue instead of red as we can Manchester City, God help us. Yep. Indeed. But as always, as always, Craig, thank you so much, mate. It has been a pleasure. And your knowledge is immense, sir. Thank you very much. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, everyone. See you soon. Stay safe. Take care. Thanks to Craig there. He really does know his stuff, um, which is really, really good because I don't. So uh, he is uh, he is the one with the brains and the Leicester City knowledge between us. Hey, if you've enjoyed the show, it's been great to have you along. Thanks for watching. Thanks for tuning in. Um, just to let you know, uh, if you want to watch this back, Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube, please, please, please give us a subscribe. We would thank you forever. And if you prefer to listen to it rather than watch us, God knows why you'd want to do that, but you might want to do it while you do the washing up for the missus if she's put a 9pm curfew on you. You can listen to us on the, uh, your favourite podcast platform, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, Google, uh, and Podcast Addict. And you can listen there or just ask Alexa to, oops, and I've got to be careful what I say here because I nearly set my machine off, play Lester Till I Die, the podcast. Uh, Fozzie's World, I love this because that was my nickname at school. Fozzie's World, I was Fozza, F O Z A. Come on, Leicester City. And you've got there. Thank you for this, Fozza. It means the world. Quality channel, mate. Thanks very much. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube and help us get to that uh, 500. Day off tomorrow. <sighs> Be nice, that. Have a light. Oh, I can't have a lie in. My son's coming. It's his birthday. So, um, we're back on Sunday, and we're going to have three shows. Join us at 10 past four for the pre-match show, because the team will be announced at four o'clock. And uh, I'll be joined by uh, my chat chum, Peter, and ex-Fox Richard Smith will be with us for the pre-match show and giving us th his thoughts on the team that's been picked. Will he agree with Craig? Brendan, that is. Mm -hmm, that will be interesting. 
I think he's probably got a lot of it right, in fairness, as Craig. And we're doing the watch-along again this week at 4.55. Me and Josh, get it on the telly, BBC One, turn the sound down, listen to us swearing, join in with us and say a few things. Even come on camera if you want, join the show. It'd be great to have you on. And then post-match, 7.30, Saturday, uh, Sunday night, put um, One Man and His Dog, an Antiques Road show on record. Come in and watch the post-match show with Brad and again, another ex-Fox, Julian Watts. It's been great having you all along. Thanks very, very much for joining us. Um, oh, and a good look from uh, Ashley Man United Football uh, Club. United fan here. Good luck on Sunday. Cheers, Ashley. Got to be totally honest with you, mate. Can't say the same back. <laughs> Bugger that. Let's hope it's a good game of football. May the best team win. Bugger it. We want Leicester to win. Sorry. Come on, City. We'll see you 10 past four on Sunday. Stay safe, guys. Have a good Saturday. Good night now. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Be sure to watch Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and follow all their social media platforms for all the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Leicester Till I Die podcasts on the Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Anchor and all podcast platforms. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.